0: Hello and welcome back to the Beat the Book podcast, Week Four NFL Sunday Edition. This is Alpha from Alpha Dog Bets here with my co-host Hefe from Hefe Picks. Before we dive into Week
1: Four, let's hear from Hefe to review Week Three. Hefe, thanks Alpha. So last week in Week Three, we went at twenty-three and eight combined in our entire slate, guys. That's seventy-four percent, and in our top five picks, we went four and one. Guys, that's 80%. I really hope you guys cash with us. And if you didn't, there's no reason why you aren't cash with us this week. So let's get right into week four. Who's ready? So for the first game of week four, Alpha, we're going to start with the Cardinals versus the Panthers. The Cardinals come into this two and one and the Panthers are one and two. Last week, we saw the Cards get the first L of the season. And honestly, Kyler looked pedestrian with three interceptions. Yes, he did. I expected a much bigger game out of Kyler, too. Me, too. The one bright spot is that his connection with Hopkins is real. Another great day for Hopkins, posting 10 catches for 137 yards. On the other side, with the Panthers and Bridgewater, Bridgewater actually seemed to be better, and he's getting better week after week in this new offense, spreading the ball around to pretty much all of his wide receivers. His defense, however, has given up 61 points in the first two games before getting a good break last week against a rookie in Justin Herbert. In this game, honestly, Alpha, I like the cards. I like Kyler to bounce back, and I love the line. Minus three, I think it's right there for them, and I look for the Cardinals to get back on track in their winning ways. My pick for this game, Alpha, Cardinals minus three. I read the game the same way you do. I think the Cardinals have a bounce-back game. It did not look
0: good against the Lions last week. There's no other way to put it. They really didn't even show up. Like you said, Kyler looked pedestrian. Three interceptions. So I do see them coming back strong in this game, and I'm also going to go with you with Cardinals minus three. Let's roll on to the next game that we have. We have the Ravens versus the Washington football team. The Ravens are coming into the game at the 2-1 record and Washington coming in at 1-2. and two. The Ravens suffered their first loss of the season last week against the Chiefs, and the Redskins – picked up another loss against the Browns last week. Quarterback Dwayne Haskins threw three interceptions and Hefe. Each one of the interceptions that Dwayne Haskins threw led to a touchdown.
1: Yep, yep, you can't do that. You can't do that. That falls right on Haskins. He has shown some serious regression since the week one win. He really has. And the Ravens' defense is a
0: very strong defense. I see this game with the Ravens creating several turnovers and being able to capitalize on these turnovers.
1: Yeah, uh, Alpha, I'm right there with you. I think the Ravens are mad. I think the Ravens are mad, and the Washington football team just is getting the Ravens at the wrong time. Couldn't agree more, especially after that rough game against the Chiefs last week. They need a statement
0: game. So my play on this game is going to be Ravens minus 14. Hefe, what are you looking at?
1: I like where your head's at, and I'm kind of right there with you just going into a different angle. Like I said, this is simple analysis. Haskins has shown regression in weeks two and three since leading into a victory in week one. You spoke about the three interceptions. You can't do that. Each interception led to a touchdown last week for the Browns. The Ravens on the other side, they are mad. They just got shown up on national television and flat out did not look competitive against the Chiefs. I think the Ravens come out of the gates hot and lay it on the Washington football team. My play for this game is a Ravens first half team total of over 15 and a half points. I'm going to repeat that. My play for this game is Ravens' first half team total over 15 and a half points. I think the Ravens come out hot, heavy, and lay it on them. I love the play, Hefe. Let's get it. First half for Hefe, and we're going to go with the full game for me. Moving right on to the next game, we have a Browns versus Cowboys matchup in what should set up a flat out shootout. Last week, the Browns looked great as they beat down the Washington football team that we just spoke of. They really did it behind the monster running back duo of Chubb and Hunt, who are just crushing it. On the other side, the Cowboys, however, they got a problem on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they do. Do you know how many points they gave up in the last two weeks? How many points? 77.
0: 77 points is absolutely a joke in the NFL
1: for two games. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Dak looks great. Dak looks great, and they are wasting it right now. Absolutely. He's outperformed himself this year so far. He's been absolutely balling out. Back to the picks for this game. I look for the Cowboys' D to be a major issue in this game and a positive for Baker to exploit. I'm going with a player prop. I've ridden this prop already two weeks in a row. I'm going to keep on riding it. Baker over one and a half throwing touchdowns. I think he finds the seams. I think he has talent on the offensive side, and I think he gets the ball into the end zone twice. I think that's a very strong prop. I absolutely love that prop. I'm going to go with a game line on this one. I'm going to be
0: taking the Cowboys minus 4.5. So the Cowboys run defense has done a great job this year against the run. They're yielding 3.7 yards per carry this season. And what is the strength of the Browns offense? It's the monster running back duo. Absolutely. So if the Cowboys are able to contain that running duo, what's going to happen in the game? Well, what's going to happen is Baker Mayfield is going to have to throw the ball a lot, which is great for your prop but is also not great for the, out, the end score of the game. I see Baker throwing a couple interceptions, the Cowboys being able to make some plays on the defensive side of the ball. And I think those turnovers are what's going to make Dallas win this game. I see Dallas winning this game by closer to the 10-point margin
1: than the 4.5 margin. So I'm going to be going with the Cowboys minus 4.5 in this game. I like that play, Alpha. I like it for really one reason only. There is urgency on the side of the Cowboys. They need this game more than the Browns. They need it. Yes, they do. Yes,
0: they do. You could not be more right on that one. All right, Hefe, let's jump into the next game that we have here, which is going to be the Colts versus the Bears. So both teams are probably doing better than expected, even though the Colts have had a pretty easy schedule. so of the Bears, to be honest. But the Colts are coming in at 2-1, and, and the Bears are coming in at a perfect 3-0. Oh. The Bears remain de- undefeated after a thrilling comeback win under new QB1 Nick Foles. Nick Foles came in in typical Nick Foles fashion. It's unbelievable. How many more jobs is this guy going to take? But when he comes in as that backup quarterback, he produces. He's probably the best backup quarterback, if not the best backup quarterback in the league.
1: Maybe ever. Maybe ever.
0: Very strong point. So with this game, he's not the backup quarterback. He's the starter again. So I think that the Colts come in and they beat up on them a bit. I think the Colts are a better team than people give them credit for. I think Phillip Rivers has done a great job in his first season with the Indianapolis Colts, and I see them taking this game. I think the Colts minus 2.5 is a great play on this game, and that's what we're going to be taking on it. Hefe, what do you see in this game?
1: I like the analysis. I like where your head's at. Nick Foles has definitely produced better when coming into a game rather than a starter, other than obviously the Super Bowl run with the Eagles. Um, Here's where I stand on this game. The Colts basically had a bye week last week. When they played the Jets and the Bears looked like they were on their way to the first loss of the season before Nick Foles came in and saved the day and handed the Falcons another improbable loss. How many more of those can they give up, by the way? But here's where my play is going to land. Foles is a quarterback who was not afraid to sling the ball around. And I like what I saw from him and Allen Robinson in the short time that they were on the field together. A-Rob, this year so far, in two out of three games, has posted above five receptions, and that's exactly where I'm headed with my play. My play is Allen Robinson over five receptions for this game. I think him and Nick Foles connect. I think even if the Colts go up big, which will be good for you, Alpha, I see them singing a ball around, which will help this player prop. Allen Robinson over five receptions is my play for this game. I love that play. I love that play.
0: And we're going to jump right into the next game we have on the slate, which is going to be the Jaguars versus the Bengals. The Jaguars are coming into this game with extra rest after their disappointing loss to the Dolphins last Thursday. Minshew looked like a shell of himself in that game. The Miami defense was able to keep them in contain, and they were really just doing dink and dunks the whole game. They could not move the ball down the field.
1: It was incredible. I honestly can say I don't think Minshew threw it over 20
0: yards one time. He really didn't. All the throws were to Robinson, checkdowns, and to the tight ends, checkdowns. It was not a great performance from that offense. It really seemed like he was lacking
1: chemistry with the wide receiver core.
0: It really did. And the Bengals are coming into this game off a tie with the Eagles.
1: Which, honestly, is a good look for them. They played a good game. It was the Eagles to win, and the Bengals came out of there with a tie. Absolutely. The Bengals haven't looked terrible. You know, they did have the first around, the first overall
0: pick last year, so there aren't great expectations for this team. But Joe Burrow looks like the real deal. He has struggled in one facet of the quarterback position, though, and that would be throwing the deep ball. Hefe, did you know that Burrow is completing only 7% of his deep ball throws? The Bengals and the Jags are both grinded-out teams. So neither of these teams really are explosive on offense and have that big play threat, but they both are efficient and effective with long, grinded-out drives. So with that being said, my play on this game is going to be the under forty-nine.
1: I like it. I like where your head's at, and I think it matches these two teams and the, and the matchup that they present. Here's what I say. This game is intriguing as both QBs are fearless, but both have shaky defenses playing behind them. I love what I see from Joe Burrow throwing forward 300 yards and two touchdowns last week. And honestly, Alpha, I look for that trend to continue this week. My bet this for this game is Joe Burrow over one and a half throwing touchdowns. I think that he can exploit the Jaguars' secondary. I think that he can find some seams. Him and Tyler Boyd are connecting. Look for AJ Green to get into the um, to get in a little workload. I think we have a really good opportunity for Joe Barrow to throw over one and a half touchdowns in this game. I like that a lot. I definitely do. Let's move right into the next game where we have a really interesting matchup between the one and two Chargers and the two and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm gonna start with the Chargers. Justin Herbert, even though 0-2 in his first two games, looks like he belongs in the league. He looks really good. Yeah, and he has shown great chemistry with Eckler and Keenan Allen, which is so important for the success of this offense.
0: Especially with a limited offseason, or I mean a preseason,
1: they've really got that chemistry down pretty quickly. Yes, hands off to him. He looks like the real deal, he looks like he belongs, and he looks like he'll be in the league for a really long time. But sadly for him, and the Chargers... They run into Tom Brady and the Bucks, who are coming off their best performance of the season last week where they finally looked like they were running a real Tom Brady offense. He finally looks comfortable in Tampa. I like the way that the Bucks offense is coming into its own and is truly becoming a Brady-style offense with a play calling. With that being said, I'm taking the Bucks minus seven. I know that Chris Godwin's out, and I know that Leonard Fournette is out, but I think at the end of the day, Tom Brady knows what he has in this whole offense, knows how to find the right guy at the right time. And let's not forget, the Bucs have a great defense. The Bucs have a great defense. That's understating it. Yep. So my play for this game, once again, is the Bucs minus seven. How about you, Alpha? I like that a lot. I'm also on the Bucks, but have a different spin on it.
0: I'm going to be taking the Bucks minus four first half. I think Tom Brady's going to start this game firing on all cylinders. I, as you said, I know they don't have Chris Godwin, but... Mike Evans is look good. The offenses look good. And I think they're going to move the ball early. So I see them having at least a four-point lead at halftime. So yet again, my play on this game is going to be the Bucs minus four first half.
1: I actually like that a lot. I also see the Bucs getting off to a really hot start. Great play playoff. Up. All
0: right. Well, let's move into the next game we have on the slate, which is going to be the Vikings versus the Texans, a highly anticipated game with both teams coming in
1: 0-3. This has to be a a matchup where if you would have looked at it at the beginning of the season, you would have said, wow, that is a great matchup. And Now you look at it, and it's 0-3 versus 0-3. Both of these teams are disappointed, upset, and both of these teams are starving for their first victory.
0: Absolutely. So let's jump right into the analysis. The Vikings should have won that game last week. They really should have. 100%. They blew that one late against the Titans, and they did look good, though, on the offensive side. Justin Jefferson looked like a star putting up seven catches, 175 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Over 100 yards before first half. I mean, the guy was cooking last week.
0: Absolutely he was, and I look for him to cook again this week. Neither defense is particularly strong this year, and that's kind of putting it kindly. Inconsistency at its finest. Could not agree more. So my play on this game is going to be the over 53.5. I don't think either of these teams can stop the other team's offense. I think Watson's going to have time in the pocket, be able to move the ball, as well as I think Kirk Cousins got it going last week, finally connecting with Thielen and with new star receiver Justin Jefferson, really showing that he belongs in the league. I think that this game goes over.
1: Hefe, what do you think on this game? I like where your head's at on that, and I'm going to kind of swerve a different direction, but still piggyback off of you. Last week, we finally saw the Vikings come back in, in the offensive way, but still ended up falling short. Um, in the game due to their defense. They gave up over 400 yards last week. You just can't do that and win the game. For the Texans, it's been the inconsistency on offense. Cook struggling to build rapport with Watson, and David Johnson looking like he's RB1 one week and RB4 the next week. You don't know who you're getting with David Johnson this year. Not at all. Every week's a different story. But at the end of the day, this game's going to come down to who's the better quarterback. And give me Deshaun Watson. My play for this game is Texans minus three and a half. I look for Watson to exploit the injury-riddled Vikings defense and come out of the showdown with their first W of the year. Texans, minus three and a half. Love the play, Hefe. Love the play. Let's move right along into the Saints versus the Lions, a matchup of one and two teams, and maybe this will be the case for the Lions, but the Saints definitely didn't think they'd be one and two at this point in the year. Absolutely. I'm going to come right out and say it. I could bore you with the details and the analysis, but this has the makings for a straight up shootout. Breeze, even though the Saints lost, put up 288 yards and three touchdowns last week, throwing all those rumors that he can't throw the ball away. And let me tell you something about Matthew Stafford. Still, somehow, one of the most slept on QBs in the league. And now that he has his number one guy in Galladay back, I think this is a straight up shootout. Both defenses are not going to be able to keep up. I'm looking for the over in this game of 53 and a half, and that's my play. I love the play. I also think this is going to be a shootout,
0: so I'm going to piggyback off that, but I actually have a player prop on this game. So my play on this game is going to be Alvin Kamara over 59 receiving yards. Last week with Michael Thomas out, Kamara was heavily used in the passing game, and his usage went up in all facets of the offense. I see that happening again in this game. The Lions aren't great on the defensive end like you said, and I see Kamara having an absolutely massive game rushing and receiving.
1: Alvin Kamara, for those who don't know, is the number one fantasy player this year, and it's not even close.
0: So that brings it to the point. I really think he's going to have a massive game, and the over-59, he could even get that at one catch. We saw last week he exploded for a long touchdown. We could
1: see another kind of game out of him like this this week. I love that play, Alpha. I think it's spot on, and I think it definitely matches the trend.
0: All right, let's move into our next game, which we have the Seahawks versus the Dolphins. Let me tell you, Hefey, or let me ask you, who has looked like the MVP in the NFL this season?
1: It's not even a doubt in my mind that it's Russell Wilson.
0: I couldn't agree more. And the Seahawks have looked pretty good, at least offensively. I think the Seahawks are a very strong team this year. And the Dolphins, they have looked good as well. But they did beat the Jaguars, and I don't think that they're on the same, the same level.
1: I'm surprised by the Dolphins' success. They do look good and not as bad as I thought, but they're running into a team that, like we just spoke about, has probably the MVP, and if not for a really bad defense, I would say they'd be probably the
0: second best team in the league. I couldn't agree more. They definitely are in the top five, and if they had a really strong defense, they would definitely be top three. So going into this game with only a five-point line, 5.5 line, I really think the Seahawks are such a better team, and I think that they'll create turnovers, I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks minus 5.5 on this game. If they win the turnover battle and are able to get the ball in the end zone and not settle for field goals, which they've done all season, this game will be a double digit game at the end. I know Miles Gaskin has looked good for the Dolphins, but offensively, the Dolphins have not as many weapons. They've Devontae Parker. They've
1: looked good. They've Miles Gaskin, but they cannot compete at the same level as the Seattle Seahawks. Totally in agreement with you. My pick is actually. It's your pick. It's the Seahawks minus 5.5. It's got to be the pick. Look, this line, to me, is a little off. I mean, at surface level. You look at the Seahawks and the Dolphins playing each other, and you automatically think, okay, what is it going to be, seven and a half, eight? The fact that Vegas is giving us 5.5 really says a lot about two things, what Vegas thinks about the Seahawks' defense and what Vegas thinks about the Dolphins. Absolutely. Now, look, I mean, the Dolphins look good last week. Fitzpatrick was nearly perfect, only throwing two incompletions. And like you said— Gaskins looks like a real deal. 22 carries, adding five receptions. Not bad at all. But on the opposite side, Russell Wilson's the MVP right now. Back-to-back weeks of throwing five touchdowns. And if it wasn't for his defense, giving up big play after big play after big play, they would be the top two team right behind the Chiefs.
0: Absolutely. I think they would be second right behind the Chiefs. You're right.
1: Russell Wilson is going to put the team on his back this week once again. The CX are going to cover the five and a half and then get out of there with another victory and be four and up. Let's move right into the next game, which is a doozy. The 0-3 Giants versus the 2-1 Rams. Let me just say, both of us are Giants fans. Do we have to talk about this game? Sadly, for the sake of this podcast, we do. But for all of our listeners out there, fear not. We're going to spend more time on the Rams than we are on the Giants. Look, I don't know what to say regarding the Giants. They're coming off a 36-9 loss to the 49ers' JV team. And I I say that jokingly, but it's for real. It is for real. It's not a joke, unfortunately. And I don't see greener pastures ahead of them with all the injuries on the offensive side compiling. On the opposite side of this matchup lie the Rams, who only lost last week because of a really bad P.I. call on one of the last plays of the game.
0: They should have won that game. The Bills got lucky with that one.
1: Extremely lucky. The Rams have looked good overall, and some would say, speaking of MVP races, that Aaron Donald is a real MVP candidate.
0: He's definitely in the conversation.
1: Absolutely. On the offensive side for the Rams, Jared Goff has looked actually like he deserves the contract that he got. He's clicking on all cylinders and is showing fantastic chemistry with his wide receivers. So as much as this pains me, my pick for this game is the Rams minus 13. I know it's a large line, but I just don't know how the Giants can keep up with the with the potency of the Rams offense. And
0: with the potency of that defense, I have a slightly different play than you, Jefe. I'm going to be taking the under 48 in this game. I think that the Rams jump on the Giants early in this game, as much as it pains me to say, the Rams are going to be all over the Giants, and I don't see the Giants putting up too many points in this game. So I think the Rams get ahead big, and the under 48, I think, is going to cash easily. So that's going to be my play. Like I said, it's going to be the Rams-Giants under 48 let's move into the next game we have on the slate which is probably the game that i'm most looking forward to it's gonna be the bills versus the raiders
1: amazing matchup really amazing matchup and one of the matchups that at the beginning of the year if you looked at schedule you just said okay that's a great game but this is an amazing game possible matchup of the week absolutely and
0: as you know we do know that russell wilson is the front runner for the mvp this year josh allen's in the conversation
1: Never thought I'd say it. The guy's a top 10 quarterback. He's creeping his way into top five. He keeps playing the way that he's playing.
0: He. It's not just that he throws the ball. He moves in the pocket well, and he could pick up the first down with his legs. He is such a valuable player to that team. He really is the heart and soul of that team as well. And like we said last week, the chemistry he's developed with Stefan Diggs has been incredible. They've really looked great together, and the offense has been clicking. I see the Bills winning this game by the minus three. The Raiders, especially in the defense the defensive side in the second half, have just looked horrible. They gave up 23 second-half points last week against the Patriots, and that's why they won that game, the Patriots, by the score that they did. So like I said, I'm going to be going with the Bills minus three. Hefe, how do you read this game?
1: Love that pick. Love it. It is a possible top pick for me. Possible top pick. You got to listen to the whole podcast to find out if it officially is. Whoa! The Bills look great. Josh Allen looks great. And his chemistry, his immediate chemistry with Stefan Diggs is nothing short of immaculate and exactly what the Bills dreamed of when they traded for him. The Raiders are coming off their first loss of the season at the hands of the Patriots. And sadly, they will be without both Ruggs and Edwards for this game, leaving top wide receiver duties to either Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro. I think we have a great game here, but I think the Bills' stellar D will help them prevail and get the W. Bills minus three, 100% my play.
0: The Eagles versus the 49ers. So, I'm probably going to have a surprising play on this one for you, Hefe. I'm going to be taking the
1: Eagles plus 7.5. That's a freaking shocker because the Eagles are the definition of a tornado right now. They have not looked good,
0: but... The 49ers are still not at full strength. They are getting Kittle, and they are getting Debo back. But the Eagles have been in every game. They haven't been getting blown out. And I think they stay close in this game. I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game by any stretch. But I do think the Eagles will compete. I think they'll be able to kind of get inside the head of Nick Mullins. And I feel like they'll be able to do a lot better job than our Giants did against Nick Mullins. And I see the Eagles losing by four or five points. But I do not see them losing by eight points in this game. So like I said, I'm going to be taking the Eagles plus 7.5 in
1: this game. Look, at the end of the day, there's pandemonium happening in Philadelphia. They need this game so badly. They basically conceded a tie last week by not going for it on fourth down in overtime and punting it. They said, you know what, guys? I don't trust you, Carson Wentz, to get this first down, so I'm going to punt it, take the tie, because it's better than the loss.
0: I was surprised they did that. I really did think they'd go for that in overtime. What's the point of
1: settling for the tie? I'm not surprised. You want to know why? Because they're a mess. Carson Wentz has six interceptions through three games, and virtually every single wide receiver he has is injured. Matter of fact, this week they had one wide receiver practice on the 52-man roster. Do you want to know his name? I know his name. Do you know his name? Greg Ward. Greg Ward is Greg Ward. I'm telling you right now, Greg Ward's getting a touchdown. Yeah, because there's nobody else to throw to. (laughs) Here's the deal with this game. The Eagles, like I just explained, have literally nobody for Carson Wentz to throw to. The Niners, though, are also injury-riddled, but are getting a huge addition back with Kittle and Debo coming back. With the offensive issues on the Eagles' side, I'm struggling to see how both of these— teams are going to put up points. Look, Nick Mullins looked good last week, but Nick Mullins played the Giants last week. And even though I don't like to give the Eagles credit, the Eagles defense is better than the Giants defense. Absolutely. I look for Mullins to slow down and and the whole entire offense to slow down a bit. Like I already spoke about the Eagles, I really don't know who Carson Wentz is going to throw to. I'm going with the under. I know it's at 45 and a half, but I feel confident that these teams are going to struggle to put up points. I like that a lot. And there's going to be a lot of running in this game as well. A lot of
0: rushing attempts.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot of time eating, clock eating plays. Let's move right into the last game of the week, the Monday night showdown between the 0-3 Falcons who no matter how much they are up by will always find a way to lose the game <laughs> versus the 3-0 Packers who no matter what you ever thought about Aaron Rodgers, he will forever be. Aaron Rodgers do not doubt that man do not doubt that man this is really simple analysis here people here we go five defensive starters injured for the Falcons who are coming off yet another improbable loss the Packers are the best passing offense in the league and the second best offense in general like I just stated Aaron Rodgers looks like Aaron Rodgers and he's putting the whole league on alert this line is minus seven and I am in love with it I am
0: too. I am too. I'm also on the minus seven with you. And it's just not the Aaron Rodgers show. It's the Aaron show. Aaron Jones has been incredible as well. Like you said, they're the second best offense in the league. They're clicking on all cylinders offensively. They don't have Lazard in this game, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. The Falcons are a terrible team and a terribly coached team. Dan Quinn is on the hot seat. Last week, I thought they would have showed up a little bit better, and they didn't. There is no reason to think that the Falcons show up in this game, in this big spotlight, on Monday night.
1: All eyes are going to be on this game Monday night, the only game on the slate. I-, I couldn't agree with you more. The Falcons, the entire team is on the hot seat. Meanwhile, on the other side, you know what great quarterbacks do, Alpha? They elevate the players around them. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if Lazard's not in. It doesn't even matter exactly. if Adams takes another week off. Yep. Aaron Rodgers will take what he has on the field and elevate them. Watch Mar- uh, Valdez Scanling. He'll probably be this week's top player. I'm telling you, that's how great Aaron Rodgers is. Packers, minus seven, my play for this game.
0: And that will do it for the week four analysis of all games. But now, we're going to jump into our top five plays. Two of my best bets and two of Hefe's best bets along with our collab teaser. Drum roll, please, and let's go. So my first top play is going to be the Seahawks minus 5.5. I think that is such a lock, and that's definitely my favorite play of the weekend. And my second favorite play
1: is going to be the jaguars Bengals under 49. F.A., I got to hear your top two. First of all, before I get into it, loved your top two plays, Alpha. My top two, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, minus three for my first play. I see a big bounce week from Kyler and the crew. And my second play is going to be the Ravens' first half team total over 15 and a half points. I think the Ravens come out hot, heavy, and lay it on the Washington football team.
0: Love those plays, Hefe.
1: Let's get right into our teaser collab of the week. We are taking the Packers minus one and the Buccaneers minus one in a six-point teaser. We think this has everything needed. For an absolute lock. Absolutely. Well, that
0: will do it for the week four NFL Sunday edition on the Beat
1: the Book podcast. Best of luck out there. Gamble responsibly. And let's beat the book.